Today's episode is brought to you by PMCS AC and Heating Company. PMCS is a locally owned and operated HVAC company servicing the greater Houston and surrounding areas. PMCS officially established an LLC in 2017 and has already tripled revenue and customer base in a short time frame. They specialize in commercial, new builds, and multi-dwelling and residential HVAC services, including but not limited to air quality system installations, routine and preventive maintenance, duct work, and bringing AC or heating systems up to code for inspections. You can find PMCS at www.pmcsacandheating.com. Welcome to You Talk Too Much, the show where we talk about the things that people say you should not talk about in life, relationships, and business. By this time, y'all should know that. I'm Brianne Stevens, and today we're discussing how to handle difficult people and situations. If you listened last week, then you know that we basically talked about watching your mouth and being mindful about what you say. Words should not just come out like vomit, because that's nasty, and you want your words to be intentional. We all know that practicing what you say is not easy to do, and it does not happen overnight. So if you've been working on your words, kudos to you. Now, I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like whenever I finally decide to make a change, here comes a test. Something or someone gets on my last nerve. It's almost like everything that I just learned and have been practicing and meditating on goes out the window. And if you don't know, I own a company called Foundation First, which means that I deal with a lot of difficult situations all the time. So I own Foundation First with my best friend and business partner who will be on today's show. Her name is Clark Foreman. She's an entrepreneur. She's an editorial, commercial, lingerie, swimsuit, and fitness model. She does it all. She's today's guest because not only do we get on each other's last nerve, so everything we're talking about is going to be raw and real, but Clark is someone who handles difficult people and situations so well. True story. I used to have a horrible attitude. I witnessed how it ruined so many relationships and opportunities for me, so at some point I told myself never again, and now I rarely, if ever, initially react with a bad attitude. So in 2016, when I met Clark, I noticed her bad attitude from a mile away. I noticed it from jump because bad attitudes were and they still are my red flag. Like if you like patience and grace, I run. But when I told Clark about her way, she instantly decided to study anger and meditate on what scripture says about anger. It was almost an instant change. That's when I knew we would be great partners because of how receptive she was when I told her. Like, And she was studying this stuff without even me knowing. I just remember months had passed since I told her And she was just handling situations a little differently. So, yeah, that's how I knew she would be the best person for today's show. And she'll be joining us and sharing her experiences and leaving you with great tips a little later. So stay to the end. I've always been super ambitious, so much so that I have dreams about the rooms that I want to be in and the people I want to meet. Now, there are a lot of well-known women in Houston, and there was one in particular that I always wanted to meet. Through mutual friends, I had witnessed her grow on social media, and I loved her hustle. I had been hosting events throughout Houston, and I knew that if we just connected, that I would be able to be an asset to what she was doing. 
Lo and behold, I got the opportunity to work with her and other amazing people. I shared sponsorships with her for events. I created graphics for her partnerships. I hosted meetings in my apartment. I provided solutions to any problems. Heck, ultimately, I was killing it. So there was a situation where one of the other girls I was working with kind of jabbed at me on a group chat with the team. I felt my blood boiling as soon as I read the text message. I remember being in the car passenger seat and Clark was driving. We were parked. I could feel Clark's eyes staring at the side of my head telling me don't respond. But I responded. Who? I mean, who listens to logical advice, right? I started making slick comments back and forth, and we did that for a minute before we finally just stopped. Listen, if I can remember exactly what was said, I was shared, but I swear I don't remember. I just remember feeling taken for granted. I do remember feeling extremely exhausted after going back and forth. I remember feeling embarrassed because we did it not only in front of the team, but in front of the woman who I was excited to work with. And I just remember being over it. And it wasn't just because of her. I was feeling really unappreciated during the entire process, which made it a lot easier for me to be emotional and go off the way that I did when she jabbed at me. A few weeks after that, I walked away from the opportunity all in all, and I immediately had a sense of peace. My peace was so enormous that even when the woman who I was excited to work with reached out to me personally and asked me to stay, I stuck with my no. Handling difficult people in situations isn't easy, because prior to the young lady even taking a jab at me, I had already felt as though I needed to walk away. So when the situation happened, I should have just used discernment, not responded, and just sent an email and just left. But I didn't, and I felt worse for it. I don't know many people who are mature that can pop off even if they feel justified and just walk away feeling good. Most people who I associate with that I've witnessed go off on people usually come back and ask, was I in the wrong? Because when you're growing through life, there is some part of you that hates when you stepped out of character. I know I do anyway. So you always got to double check. Did I do something wrong when you already know you did? The lesson I learned after that entire experience is one, sometimes when you get what you want and it's not what it's cracked up to be. And two, the best way to handle difficult people in situations is to walk away. That doesn't always mean walk away from the experience like I did. Maybe just walk away from the conversation or even a part of the conversation. For example, when I deal with difficult clients and I could tell they want to be mean, ugly, and entitled, I just let them know that for one, I could understand your frustration and I provide a solution if I have one and then I just move on even if I don't agree. Because nine times out of ten, if you're being difficult I don't agree with your behavior I don't agree with your ugliness I don't agree with your rudeness I don't agree with you being condescending but I can empathize with you being frustrated because we all get frustrated and then I'll just continue on with a different part of the conversation so walking away doesn't have to be literal it could be mental or even emotional I believe communication is vital for everything in life I always thought that every issue every problem every concern everything needed to be discussed in order to move on but living with and working with Clark taught me the beauty in walking away. And in many cases, especially if you're still mad, it's best to just pause and maybe have a conversation when the mood is different, when everything ain't so heated. Clark and I still have our moments because we work together and we live together, but I will say that we have a much better way of handling each other when one of us is being difficult than we did in 2016. Wouldn't you agree, Clark? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, at one point we had to get to a point to where, you know, we had to change the way we communicate with one another because I know for me personally I valued our relationship yeah and so I was like well in one moment something that happened in business and it's very difficult sometimes to process that okay this just business it ain't nothing personal yeah. we got a common goal yeah. and so it's nothing to take like carry over yeah. like for the rest of the day or whatever yeah. and so yeah I just I, I totally agree that we've come a long way but 
we definitely had to get to a point to where we were like, all right, something ain't right here. We got to switch some stuff up. Yeah. And because we wear so many different hats. So it's like business partners. And then outside of business partners, like within the company, there are different hats. Like you're over the branding. Yeah. I'm over like the communications and like technical stuff. So it's like not even taking stuff personal when you're telling me like, don't do this or do more of that. And I'm right. like, well, don't do this or do more of that. So it's like trying to talk to each other with being straightforward because the company needs to thrive while also saying things in grace and patience yeah. because I feel like in the beginning we were just saying stuff to each other like and however I think we also had to go through like a humility process as well yeah. because it's like okay well there's an area where I feel I'm stronger in you had to humble yourself to say okay maybe I should listen and same for me where you were like I don't think you should have handled it and I'm yeah. like no I think my way because it's both of our business yeah, so it's so both it's, of yeah. our baby yeah so, so we, we both have ideas we and it's both really have, at the end of the day you have to figure out what's best yeah. for the company yeah so before we get into all of this I want to thank you for joining me on for episode four before I get into your experience on how you handle difficult situations as people let's talk about the root of your anger because I talked about some things earlier so I know for me growing up I witnessed my mom and other people around me have bad attitudes my aunties so like if somebody cuts you off you curse them out if your cable bill is too high you curse them out somebody look at you upside your head say it with me you, you gonna curse, curse them out <laughs> so it took a lot of unlearning for me to stop telling people off and cursing people out so where does your background come from it's funny because though I didn't come from a background or a family that you know cursed all the time one thing my dad did do uh, my mom told us that when they got married, my dad made a promise to her saying that he'll never curse around his kids. Yeah. And I've never, okay, I ain't going to say ever because I just heard him say something around yeah. Christmas. I don't think I ever heard it ever. But yes. my dad has done a great job in yeah. my 27 years, I was about to say 21, my 27 <laughs> years of existence, I've never or hardly ever heard that man curse. But however, I come from a home where we wore our feelings on our sleeve. Yeah. So... And we also avoided tough conversations. Mm -hmm. So I come from a house to where something that probably should be discussed doesn't get discussed. And we all know about that you hungry apology. Yeah. So that's what that's was like an indicator that or like a temperature gauge to see you still mad. And if you decline, we like, oh, you still mad. Like but if you, the food. Yeah. <laughs> if you decline the food or you decline the trip to the store, it's like, yeah. oh, so you still got an attitude. Yeah. Or if you accept it, it's like, oh, okay, she must be all right now. Yeah. So and avoiding tough conversations kind of traveled with me until I became an adult, which also going back to earlier, you said you learned stuff from our relationship. I learned yeah. stuff from our yeah, relationship. Me and my mom used to have those tough conversations. Yeah. Like, well, we used to have the tough conversations and her apologies would be buying me stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a mix of both. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's definitely, well, I don't know. From my experience, that's a black folk thing where it's like, okay, you hungry? You want to go to the stove? Yeah. Let's bounce. Let's yeah. go do that. But, yeah, it kind of traveled with me to, up until I was an, an adult to where it's been difficult or it was difficult for me to have those difficult conversations. Yeah. And I noticed how those unhealthy patterns played a part in my relationships today. Yeah, that's really good. So earlier I shared a difficult situation and how I wish I could have handled it because you're saying, like, how it traveled with you until you're adult. So I want you to kind of touch on that because um, I talked about how I wish I would have handled it the first yeah. time. So it took me going through something to figure out, okay, next time this is how I'm going to deal with this. So what situations have you been in and how were you able to control your anger, frustration? Ah, you taking, you, you, you want me to go deep now. So, okay. So, um... 
people may not know, but for those who do know, my sister was the recent Miss Texas. Whoop, whoop. Yeah, shout out to Chandler Foreman. So, my sister was Miss Texas. Um, don't get me lying. I think her reign was 2018, 2019, or 2019 to 2020. Chan, mm. don't be mad <laughs> if I don't have the exact dates. But during that year, that uh, took a toll on our relationship. Not because she was Miss Texas, but because we were transitioning from big sis, little sis as kids to us learning each other as women. So it was a lot of clashes. So for an example, um, there was a situation like um, she had her, my mom and my aunt hosted a like a celebration for her yeah. um, in Houston. So they had something in Dallas for all of her Dallas supporters, but mm-hmm. then they hosted something in Houston mm-hmm. for her family. It's yeah. her hometown, yeah. and everybody can't make it to Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> so so my family was cool enough or, um, what's the word, like nice enough yeah. to put something on for everybody down who wants to celebrate her as well. So mm-hmm. anyways, fast forward, again, Chan and I was rocky. Yeah. So we like was, weren't on the best terms. Yeah, we weren't on the best terms. We weren't really communicating that much. Which is normal with sisters. Yeah. That's that's the thing with Chan and I too. We have this understanding that sisters like, I right, like we might be mad at each other, but it's not gonna be forever. But in this season it, it seemed it. like it was something that was permanent because yeah. I've never been at odds with my sister in that way. Yeah. To where we weren't communicating for months on months on yeah. months like that's my best friend i yeah. used to share the same room in bed with you yeah so this was new to us yeah. but anyways fast forward um when i got there it was tension like i went back there to go speak to her and she barely responded <laughs> yeah and she listened to this she gonna laugh and she gonna know what i'm telling the truth she barely responded uh-huh. and i'm over there like hey chan congratulations mm. blah 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 and so anyways i showed up early because my mom asked me to to assist with any prep yeah and so i got there and i I offered my assistance whatever way i can but then i noticed that there was a seating chart Mm -hmm. or like there were names on tables Mm -hmm. and so i was like oh okay this is tight they organized like they my mom is on one thing about my mom she know how to plan a guide dog on event yeah from top to bottom yeah so i was like okay so then i find myself to my sister and my parents table mm-hmm. and my name wasn't on it mm-hmm. my name was on a completely different table, table. still with family but not with your people now with my folks yeah. like that's my immediate five you yeah. know and it yeah that was my immediate five and there was like somebody else at the table with them that i thought should have been me yeah and so they hurt my feelings mm-hmm. because yeah. i was like well despite what was going on all this time yeah you mean to tell me that my name wasn't on the table? No, I can't even sit with you. I can't even sit with you. So yeah. that's what this has come to. So again, this is something new for us. Yeah. Like I never expected that to happen. Yeah. And so anyway, so I, my feelings was hurt. I went home. Yeah. <laughs> um, not right after, but uh, probably immediately after everything. Kind of, you know, when people kind of start yeah. making their way out and stuff like that. And it was kind of embarrassing as well because people noticed certain things yeah. and were coming up to me. So I was like, noticed the distance. Yeah. They're used to seeing y'all together. Yeah. yeah. Like, like you was telling me the other day, people up close and personal until you know when something's something off. off. Yeah. So my folks, my family knew something was off. But yeah. we tried to have a conversation as of recent, uh, like not as of recent, um, like a little following that. Mm-hmm. And it was not the right time. Yeah. It was still not on good ground. Mm-hmm. Um, we weren't able to have that conversation, and that's when I knew that this is probably something I can't 
really touch on right now. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, time passed, and we weren't able to have that conversation. Again, we were still rocky, but it came to a point to where I had to understand, like I was saying about our relationship earlier, like I value my relationship yeah. with my sister. Like I understand that she, I probably hurt her in the process. Not probably, I did hurt her feelings. She hurt mine yeah. during that season. And so it was like a tug of war of emotions. Yeah. It was like, a, I want you to feel seen. I want to feel seen and loved by you. And I'm saying the same thing back. And so then after a while, I was like, well, I'm tired of t- playing tug of war with you. So now I'm going to just drop the rope. Yeah. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know. I made a post about that. Keep oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, tight. But um, I probably <laughs> see it, but I don't remember. Um, but yeah, I just had to drop the rope because I was like, okay. I know, I mean, we ain't getting nowhere. Yeah. We're really getting nowhere. Well, and sometimes it's better to let it go. Right. I, um, the Basically what it was is like when you go like water, like skiing, mm-hmm. uh, they they instruct you that when it's hard to hold on, you just let go. Mm-hmm. And um, it was a story of a girl, she was holding on because she thought she could catch her balance. So in your situation, you thought I could fix this. Yeah. But then when she let go, she felt free. Like she was just gliding on the water and it was just so much easier. Yeah. She was like, why was I trying to hold on? Because a lot of times you feel like I can fix it. I can mm-hmm. catch my balance. And I think that also comes with being an older sister as well because yeah. that's that and that's something that I had to unlearn because as an older sister, like you feel like you have to protect and correct and pressure like a tick, tick, tick. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it just won't stop. Whoa. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, um, but that's how I felt. And I had to literally take that off. Yeah. Like Clark, you're, it's not your job to fix this relationship. Yeah. She's going to have to do her own, own personal hard work and grow up. I'm going to have to do my own personal hard work and grow up. And so, and you know, we had to have our own come to Jesus moments and we were able to, and it was actually during, during the freeze last year in Houston. Uh, We had a freeze in Houston last year, but um, where we actually finally had that conversation and it was much better. She apologized. I apologized. And I felt like it was a divine experience or a divine conversation. Yeah. And it's crazy because earlier I talked about walking away Mm -hmm. and sometimes it could be mental or even emotional or sometimes even literal. And people will think like, Oh, if we haven't reached a solution in a month, we haven't reached a solution in three months, yeah. six months, then whatever. But it took, what, like a year? Or two. Yeah, before y'all finally talked about that. And it was you were able to finally get some type of, y'all both were able to get some type of, like. Understanding and, yeah, and, and healing. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and kind of hear each other out with. Because y'all were over it by that point, and then y'all were able to talk about other stuff through it. And like you said, y'all grew up. Right. So sometimes it's even best to let it just pass. And and like you said, and if you're hopeful for the relationship, then of course it's good to work at it. Mm-hmm. But like you mentioned, letting go also might just be the best solution Yeah. in some cases. Yeah. Even if you are hopeful. Like you could love people and still... Loving from a distance. Yeah, And I absolutely. think people think that, like, oh, well, I love you, so I'm going to check in on you every day. I'm going to call you every other night. Like, I'm going a, I'm to a write on your social media post. I'm going to do all this stuff. And then you realize you're drained because yeah. you're not getting the responses you want. But yeah. maybe you just need to let go. And I feel like you also need to be real about your approach to a situation. Yeah. Because I feel like the reason why I wasn't productive the first time we had the conversation was because my intentions were different. I just wanted to talk about my emotions and focus on the problem. Yeah. Like we there was it wasn't going to be a solution based type of conversation. Yeah. Mm, so now good. as of late when we were able to have the conversation last year during the freeze, 
we were in a position to be we had hearts to receive and ears to listen mm. in that moment so we also have to be re real about if we ready to have the conversation will it be fruitful am i trying to come out of love to, because i do value the relationship or do i just want to criticize you yeah so i think that also has a part to play when it comes to whether or not you want to approach yeah. something or kind of leave it alone for a little bit yeah oh i love how you ended with that because that's a good segue into what i'm talking about next week awesome which is actually really ding 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 i know bam, 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 bam. actually really good but now i want to thank you so much for joining me today and being vocal about your story and just pouring into my listeners especially being transparent about what you went through so thank you so much for just diving into no it problem. um so yeah thank you so much everybody for listening to this episode discussing how to handle difficult people and situations and hearing clark and uh, me just pretty much say a lot of times just walking away mentally emotionally or literally so in the next episode we're going to talk about good relationships that you should hold on to despite your pride and the bad relationships you should throw away despite your history so that's why i said it's a good segue yay i'll be dropping a new episode every tuesday at 7 a.m cst see you next week